You've probably heard me talk about my dog, Jackson. He's my baby boy. And as he's gotten older, he's gotten really finicky about eating. He used to get so excited about food, he'd literally spin. Well, not anymore. In fact, I often have to spoon feed him to get him to eat. Well, no more. Not since we started feeding him fresh food made with whole ingredients, backed by veterinary science. It's Nom Nom. Now, I actually tried making food for him myself. I'd cook up big batches of chicken or beef with vegetables and rice or potatoes. But without knowing what I was doing, he wasn't getting the vitamins and minerals he needed and certainly not in the correct balance. That's all changed now with Nom Nom. Go to trynom.com, T-R-Y-N-O-M.com slash Nicole. They'll ask you some questions about your pup and tailor a specific amount of individually packaged Nom Nom meals and send them to you. By using my special URL, trynom.com slash Nicole, you'll get 50% off of your first order, plus free shipping, and it's a great way to help support this show too. Again, that's trynom.com slash Nicole. plus Nom Nom comes with a money-back guarantee. If your dog's tail isn't wagging within 30 days, Nom Nom will refund your first order. No fillers, no nonsense, just Nom Nom. The following program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Viewer discretion is advised. Hi, everybody. Coming up, Nicole tells your fortune, looking ahead. So get out your crystal and stay tuned with Mistress Nicole. All dressed in leather, you won't forget her. You want to love her and you won't let go Who's that woman, crazy woman, Nicole? Ah, oh, welcome to a Wednesday, everybody. You know, if I could, I would have opened the show with a new song. There is a, um, a Dolly Parton released a rock album this year. I guess it was in response to her being nominated uh, for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and then, you know, being inducted into it. Um, and so she, she at whatever, 76 years old, um, put out a rock album. Most of them are cover songs. But the first single off this album called Rockstar that I can't play because I'll get copyright violated by YouTube um, is called World on Fire. Dolly Parton is one of those people who somehow <laughs> is, is, is always has her finger on the pulse. Um, some of the lyrics go, liar, liar, the world's on fire. What you going to do when it all burns down? Fire, fire, burning higher. Still got time to turn it all around. And it goes on. But that's as I'm looking at the video coming from New York City. In fact, the uh, the whole eastern seaboard um, covered with smoke that they say is if you walk outside in some of these cities, it's as, it's as if you smoked five to ten cigarettes. That's what you're breathing in. They're telling you to wear a mask. If you have to go outside, wear a mask. Um, Yeah, so... Um, Go listen after the show. Don't do it now. But I want you to go on YouTube and look up Dolly Parton World on Fire. She is on fire. And she's, I couldn't think of a more appropriate song for today. So 
Anyway, there's my musical suggestion for your Wednesday. And why is it only Wednesday? Oh, my God. All right. So uh, today is is uh, June 7th. Now, three months ago or so, like at the beginning of the year, maybe a little more than three months ago, um, I was lamenting. Yes. Oh, sorry, David's walking in here. Yes. I have a more appropriate song for you. What? Blame Canada from the South Park movie, because <laughs> yeah. that's where the fires and the smoke that's true. are. That's where blame, the fire is and the smoke is right. coming from. Blame, and I, and, and, blame Canada. And I can't play that either, because frankly, um, Viacom is even worse about copyright violating people if you play anything of theirs than, than even the most, um, you know, the worst of the record labels. But yes, Blame Canada. Go listen to that after the show, too. Okay, so anyway, back to what I was saying. The um, uh, at the beginning of the year, it must have been in January or something. I was lamenting what's being done to public education in this country, and it is. I mean, there's an attack on facts. There's an attack on public education, and and Florida is ground zero. Um, so I had in my journeys online found uh, the, the the Zinn Education Project. Talk about a welcome discovery. This is a, it's a group of educators, and it's um, uh, based on Howard Zinn's A People's History of the United States, which is a brilliant book that you should read if you're interested in an actual, the actual history of America. And... Um, you know, it's what they should be teaching in schools, but they don't. But this Zen Educational Project was formed <clears throat> to help teachers with curriculum materials and lessons and uh, other way to teach history. That's more accurate than a lot of the crap we're getting in these textbooks that come out of Texas and that, you know, the governor of Florida decides is is not, um, I don't know, is not edited enough for the students of Florida to read. Anyway, <clears throat> so back in January, it was January or February, I uh, spoke with a man named Jesse Hagodian. Uh, Hagopian. I, I wanted to make sure I got his name right. Jesse Hagopian, who is an educator. He's based in Seattle. And he does a lot of work with the Zen Education Project. <clears throat> and when we did the interview back in January or February, he told me about an event that was coming up in June. And it was important enough that I wrote it down in my calendar. Yes, you know, I do all my show um, booking. I have my old day timer. And, you know, depending uh, when you go back through the pages, uh, all my notes are on here. I uh, do it old school. And so when I opened my book to June and I'm looking through to see if I had anything set in here, I noticed on Saturday, June 10th, I had a note there. And the note says, Teach Truth National Day of Action, Zen Education Project. And it's like, oh, that's right. He told us about this event that's happening and it's coming up next weekend. So I invited Jesse back on the show. Um, and uh, he's, he's, he had a, he, he's been very busy and we will explain it all in the interview. We actually wound up taping it this morning just because his week up to this point was so busy. And I wanted to talk to him today to give you time 
to organize a local event wherever you are to participate in this Teach Truth National Day of Action on Saturday. So that's coming up in just a couple of minutes. But before we get there, there's a couple of things I want to share with you to underscore just how dire the situation is. And when I say dire, I mean dire. And again, I'm I'm here in uh, ground zero in the war on knowledge, the war on truth, Florida. And so, um, uh, you know, the, the governor who now wants to be president is, you know, I, I think he is he's the poster child for, you know, the dumbing down of the country. So he put this program in place and like basically rewriting the civics curriculum for Florida schools. Now, last I checked, Ron DeSantis is not a teacher. He is not an educator. He is not an historian. He is none of those things. I do believe, even though uh, for whatever reason, Showtime canceled the episode of this uh, Vice news magazine that was supposed to run last week that... um dealt with Ron DeSantis and what he did at Gitmo. Yeah. And they canceled it. They pulled it at the last minute. It was supposed to air, I think, last week. And with no warning, they pulled that episode and just and just erased every uh, every mention of it from the website and the and the interwebs. Um and so yeah, um this is a bad man. He's, what is he, Bill Moomy? He, he's a what? He's a... You're a bad man. You're a very bad man. He's a very, very bad man. So Ron DeSantis thinks that history should be whitewashed. So back, um, when was this? Let me see if I have a date on this. I probably don't. But um, earlier this year, Let's let's do this. He um, decided to put in a new curriculum, a new civics curriculum in the state of Florida. And, well, um, um, NBC News actually did a story on it. And because it was so disturbing, so sickening, um, I pulled it. Whoops. And I and I saved it for you. And hold on. Let me uh, kill the monitor on this on this uh, computer so I can play this video for you. Okay, you ready for this? Strap in because um, prepare yourself for the disinformation. This is the kind of shit that uh, these Republicans are doing to our schools, to our education, to our public education system in this country. All right. Education is Whoops. sounding an alarm Whoops. for some educators. It would help if I started it from the beginning. Sorry, sometimes I'm 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 technically challenged. All right, here we go. Take it away. Education is sounding an alarm for some educators. Uh, what they did was present a single perspective. 
as the only one, the, no. the correct one, they cherry-picked evidence. Justin Vogel, who will start his 12th year teaching in St. John's County, was at one of these trainings launched by the governor as part of his Civics Literacy Excellence Initiative. state of Florida has funded a three-day Civics Excellence Teacher Training, and we have the first 2,500 teachers that are going through that now. Barbara Siegel teaches in Broward County and also attended the training. Both educators looking to deepen their knowledge for their classrooms until they say they were shocked to learn what they were expected to teach their students. Yeah. As educators, we don't necessarily tell them how to think. We, we give them all the evidence and we allow them to come up with their own conclusions. And that's something that wasn't presented at this workshop. They told us what to think and what our opinions were. And it was very unsettling. They say while some parts of the training were factual, some material was very concerning. For example, NBC News obtained the slides for the presentation from the Florida Board of Education. Here are some slides the teachers say raised red flags. It's not a misconception. <laughs> One, titled Opposition to Slavery, worried Barbara and Justin that it could become very easy for new educators to miss the nuances uh -oh. of history. Putting myself in the shoes of a first or second year teacher, seeing this slide, it's very easy to say that um, George Washington and, and TJ were both very uh, anti-slavery. You know, they, they did everything they could. Um, uh, just so you know, for those who, with, sorry, for those who are listening just to the audio stream and not seeing the video, this slide has a drawing of of George Washington and Thomas Jefferson, and it says opposition to slavery. And it has a, you know, a speech bubble, like a cartoon speech bubble. Out of George Washington, it has George Washington saying, it being among my first wishes to see some plan adopted by which slavery in this country may be abolished by law. They have that in quotation marks. I don't think George Washington said that. And then coming out of Thomas Jefferson's mouth, it says, quote, the abolition of domestic slavery is the great object of desire in those colonies where it was unhappily introduced in their infant state. That's not true. That the technical term for that is bullshit. But um, let's let the teachers uh, continue. Whoops. Ah. Now I lost the, no, of course I did. Education oh, here we go. is sounding Whoops. an alarm. Right, here's where we were. It was very unsettling. They say while some parts of the training were factual, some material was very concerning. For example, NBC here's News the obtained the slides for the presentation from the Florida Board of Education. Here are some slides the teachers say raised red flags. It's not a misconception. <laughs> One, titled Opposition to Slavery, worried Barbara and Justin that it could become very easy for new educators to miss the nuances of history. Putting myself in the shoes of a first or second year teacher, seeing this slide, it's very easy to say that um, George Washington and, and TJ were both very uh, anti-slavery. You know, they, they did everything they could, um, notwithstanding the fact they both owned slaves. And there's nothing wrong with viewing it as complicated. Right. I mean, our country is complicated. Yes. We reached out to the Florida Department of Education about mm. the concerns raised by some educators, and they responded in part that our civics instructors are teaching true and accurate history. Yeah. Every lesson taught is based on history, Bullshit. not ideology or any form of indoctrination. Bullshit. It is 
Oh, and that's where that's where the uh, this this portion of that report ended. So just to give you an example, this is the kind of shit that's going on here in the state of Florida. Then you have DeSantis, you know, we're losing teachers at an alarming rate. And so he's like, oh, if you're a veteran, if you fought in a war, come to Florida. I'll hire you as a teacher because, you know, that's who I want teaching my kids. Right. Wrong. Bullshit. Uh, So uh, with that in mind, I think that's probably a good place to um, stop here. Uh, So, you know, what's gotten me worked up. Right. Uh, it doesn't take much to work me up like this these days. But um, so, you know, what's gotten me a bit crazy today. So with no further ado, let's check in with our guest for today and have a pencil and paper handy. Actually, let me give you the URL right now for information about Saturday's Teach Truth Day of Action. Go to um, <laughs> I'm going to screw it up now. Teach truthpledge.org that's the shortened uh url teach truthpledge.org okay with that you ready freddy nope uh hopefully this will work <laughs> i always worry i always worry when i do something like this all right let's um let me try this and let's see fingers crossed um we go to the videotape take it away nicole and jesse to welcome back to the show, Jesse Hagopian. He's an educator. In fact, his website is IamAnEducator.com. And we met a few months ago after I had learned about the existence of the Zinn Education Project. They're at ZinnEdProject.org. Um, and, and Jesse, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate you having me back on. Oh, it's it's my pleasure. As I was telling you off the air, I got such a great response to your appearance the first time you were here. And you are exactly the kind of teacher that I wish was there for my child, who is not a child anymore. She just turned 24. Um, but part of me is also thinking... All right. We live in Florida. I'm so glad she's not in school anymore because what's happening to our education system or more accurately, what is being done to public education in Florida is borders on criminal. Well, it is criminal. So um, that's why I was so happy to hear about the Zen Education Project, because it empowers parents, teachers, people concerned with what's happening to public education in this country to do something about it. So before we move on to what's happening this weekend, um, for those who didn't hear the first time you were on, tell us a little bit about the Zen Education Project and what happens over there. Absolutely. Thank you for the question. The Zen Education Project is a resource for middle school and high school teachers all over the country that provides people's history lessons. So we help students understand the history of the United States from the perspective of those who have been marginalized, because too often in the corporate textbooks, you get the history of the presidents and the generals and the CEOs, but the working people of all colors are left out. Indigenous people's stories mm-hmm. are left out. Black people's stories. And uh, we want to bring those to the center and tell the story of the fight for women's right to vote and tell 
the story about the abolitionist movement and the the long black freedom struggle. And and we have interactive lesson plans on all eras of, of U.S. history to help uh, teachers empower students. And, you know, we have over 150,000 educators registered in every wow. state across the country. And we have some courageous educators in states or school districts that have put bans on teaching the truth about structural racism, who nonetheless are using this in education project as a resource to teach the truth. Oh, good. So so there are some teachers out there who see, you know, this information is there and they're doing what they need to do to impart the truth to their students, despite the 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 laws that are being passed in their states. And I'll look, I can talk about Florida because I'm living it. Um, you know, it is fascism that that's taking over here. Books are being taken off the shelves, not only in libraries, but in classrooms. And, you know, silly me, I thought we have somebody vetting the books that go in the classroom libraries. They're called teachers and they have education. They they are specialists in educating our children and knowing what is age appropriate for their students to be reading more than, say, some random parent who has no training in education who says, I object to this book uh, with no basis in fact, and yet... In Florida right now, that's all it takes to get a book removed from the shelves. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, it is horrifying what's what's happening in, in states like Florida where the bill passed that says that teachers can get five years in jail and a $5,000 fine if they have the wrong book that teaches kids about black history or LGBTQ plus identity. Uh, that that is creeping fascism, and it is really scary to see how far they have gone in repressing students' right to to learn accurate accounts of what happened. And those can be embarrassing for the country. They can be uncomfortable for for the country. They can be uncomfortable for white children to learn. They can be very uncomfortable for black children to learn about the horrors of of slavery. Uh, and Jim Crow segregation. But these are, are the truths uh, of our country that the nation was founded on a genocide against Native American people yeah. and the enslavement of African people. And we have to be able to look the truth squarely in the face and learn from the past to create a better future. Without a doubt. Um, so there's this trend. And again, the guy, the fascist Florida man, as I call him, who now thinks he should be president, is out spreading this, uh, his his fascist ways around the country. Um, bad enough he's done it to Florida and now he's taking it on the road and we're seeing this happen in other places that's why again a few months ago when I, I stumbled upon information about the Zen Education Project I thought oh this this is important this is good and of course any organization that references the work of the great Howard Zinn um, is good because again a lot of the curriculum draws from a people's history of the United States which is the real history of the United States, something that even before these um, these measures have been taken to whitewash history, um, we still weren't being taught the entire truth. That's right. That's right. I mean, what what's really outrageous is that for most of U.S. history, 
uh, accurate descriptions of our past have been excluded from the classroom, have been excluded from the textbooks. And so these new laws that further seek to marginalize the histories of people of color, of women, um, LGBTQ plus people are really just insult to injury. I mean, you got to remember that this country made it illegal for black people to be literate and my ancestors to be literate. Right. And then during reconstruction after the civil war, black people built the public school system. It was the first schools that were open and free to all people, regardless of race. Uh, across the South, they built hundreds of schools because they knew there was no emancipation without education. And yet uh, white supremacists burnt down over 600 of, of these schools and attacked black education. And, you know, that's really the tradition of those who are attacking uh, anti-racist education today. They stand in the tradition of trying to silence those who want to tell the truth about the past. Yeah. And, you know, it's amazing. Sometimes we don't even know what we don't know. For instance, I was an adult. I was out of school for many years before I learned about Japanese internment. Mm. I had no idea we did that. I was never taught that in school. And I have a bachelor's degree. I was a decent student. I have a good education. Never knew, was never taught about Japanese internment. Um, by the same token, we, you know, as we are learning now in uh, recent years about the Tulsa um, race, the wipeout of, of neighborhoods, we learned that people who grew up there, people of color who grew up in Tulsa, had no idea this ever happened because it was basically erased from the history books. Um, no, that, that's absolutely right. I mean, you know, for, for generations, nobody, even in Tulsa, got taught a proper history of the fact that what they called Black Wall Street, one of the, the gr most prosperous black communities in the country, was burned to the ground by a riot of white people. Right. And, and and the irony of today is that at the same time that they uh, enshrined a day of remembrance for the Tulsa massacre, it becomes illegal to teach the truth because it might make people uncomfortable to learn that that kind of racial violence occurred in this country. But it did. And that's the point. So now, uh, Jesse Hagopian, we're, we're hearing how this rise of this anti-truth in education movement started. It's the only thing I can think of to call it. Um, yeah. And and we hear you know, people like Ron DeSantis say, well, they're teaching critical race theory, which they're not in 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 grade school. They're not in in primary school there. It's a that's a college level law course, if I understand correctly. But it's OK. They use terms that they have no clue what the meaning is regularly. And this is one of them. Um, but they get it all wrong because they say is this teaches white children that that they should be ashamed of who they are and i have a clip of this and it teaches black and brown children that they will never be good enough or some nonsense like that which is not true at all i mean the, 
They Not make true. shit up on a regular basis. <laughs> and, and it's all in the it's all in the interest of dumbing down America. Is that because an unedited, an uneducated public is somebody who will vote for the fascist? Yeah. I mean, this this claim that that social justice educators want to shame white kids is truly outrageous. It has nothing to do with why passionate educators got involved in, in teaching. Uh, you know, there, there are realities in our society that we believe students have the right to know. The average white family has almost 10 times the wealth of the average black family. Okay. That that's something that our youth, need to know to understand our society today. A black woman today is three times more likely to die from pregnancy or childbirth related causes than a, than a white woman. Asian American hate crimes have surged across the country, right? They went up over 169% in the year following the outbreak of COVID-19. Uh, you know, there's so many markers of racial inequality in our country. And given these facts, I think educators have three choices. First, they can decide to hide these facts uh, and these realities that shape the lives of their students. Mm-hmm. And they can just design a curriculum that deceives their students about uh, social inequality. Right. And, and thus perpetuate the inequality. So that's their first choice. The second choice is educators can explain these facts, can can put these out there for discussion uh, and talk about uh, the history of racism and oppression uh, that are connected to structural issues in this country. Or they can take a racist path and explain these inequalities as the result of of black people, people of color, indigenous people not caring about their children or having a deficient culture or being biologically inferior, right? And so if you wanna reject the outright racist narratives, you have to teach about structural racism and honest educators don't wanna hide injustice and believe that students benefit from understanding our society better, not because they wanna shame white students, right? And I believe that actually it's those that are hiding the structural racism that end up shaming white students because those students know the inequalities exist. They go to segregated schools, right? So they they see the inequalities and they may come to believe that they are personally responsible as young white people for those disparities if they don't understand how structural racism works and that there are institutions designed to perpetuate these uh, inequalities regardless of the color of the skin of the people uh, who are in those institutions. So I think we need a much more sophisticated discussion about how racism is perpetuated that doesn't blame white students for the issue, but instead educates them about courageous white freedom fighters throughout history that have been on the side of struggles for social justice. Absolutely. And and the whole thing is, while they're making up their alternate facts, um, (laughs) the mantra here of educators, of the Zen Education Project, of teachers who are just trying to teach is teach truth. Teach truth. While they're making shit up over there, we're saying teach the truth. You know, 
Because if you don't, if you cover up what happened, if you whitewash history, we're bound to make the same mistakes again. We, we all make mistakes. We learn from those mistakes in the hopes that we don't repeat the same mistakes again. But if you keep covering up the wrongs we committed, um, it's just going to happen again. Teach truth. Yeah. And so, Jesse yeah. Hagopian, you were, you were on the show with me um, the beginning of the year. And I made a note in my book uh, on June 10th. Teach Truth National Day of Action, Zen Ed Project. And it 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 set off like, oh, we talked about that. I got to get Jesse back on the show to talk about this because Saturday is June 10th. And this is a national emergency. This is all hands on deck time. So what's happening on Saturday and how can people get involved? I'm so excited for Saturday. Uh Communities all across this nation are rallying to teach truth on that day and to to show that, in fact, what they call the parents' rights movement to give teachers educational gag orders and tell them they can't teach about black history and and, and tell them they can't teach about structural racism. That is a minority of parents. It's a it's a small minority of the population. Uh, and in fact, the greatest numbers of us believe that all students deserve to learn sometimes hard truths yes. about this country. And Absolutely. and so all across the country, educators and parents and students and community members and caregivers of all kinds are coming together at historic sites uh, that tell us something about injustice in America, about the struggle for freedom and from from Stone Mountain in Georgia, where it's the largest Confederate monument in the world, they'll be gathering there to read a children's book about uh, little two little girls that uh, confront the Confederate flag. Um, and in, from Stonewall Mountain in Georgia to the Stonewall Inn in New York City, mm-hmm. where, where the uprising of LGBTQ plus people occurred that launched the, the modern uh, uh, LGBTQ plus liberation movement, right? And yep. um, people like uh, we had in- incredible freedom fighters um, join that struggle to make what we know as the Pride annual Pride uh, rallies across the country. And so they'll be going there to honor people like Marsha P. Johnson and the other um, organizers and activists that came out of that struggle and tell and teach the truth about that struggle there. In my my own hometown of Seattle, youth groups have come together. Uh, the Seattle Student Union, the NAACP Youth Coalition, and, and other youth groups have come together and are hosting a teach-in um, mm-hmm. And they're going to be telling the adults what they want to learn nice. and what they believe uh, they deserve to to know more about. And it's just, uh, you know, hundreds of people all across the country are are going to be engaging in these efforts uh, to, to challenge the bills that are sweeping the country. I mean, we're at a dire moment that a new study came out that shows some 22 million children now are impacted by laws that say you can't teach about that the United States is structurally racist or you can't teach things that could make a kid feel discomfort. That's almost half of 
the U.S. school children population now is impacted by these educational gag orders. And it's time for our movement to rise up and sweep these anti-democratic laws aside. So that's why we are talking today, because this Saturday is the 2023 Day of Action. There's a, an easy way to get to the website. You go to teachtruthpledge.org. I'm going to put all kinds of links uh, on the post today, but teachtruthpledge.org will get you there. It takes you to the Zen, Ed- Zen Education Project and the special page. Here's the um for those watching a video, here's the graphic day of action, hashtag teach truth, freedom to learn, defend LGBTQ rights. This is uh, I love the logo in the corner. Teach banned books. So there are um, uh, actions going on all over the country. In fact, um, he, I'm going to show you the page that shows the map. So here are the ones that have already been set up. But you'll notice there are big swaths of the country that are uh, lacking. So, you know, you still have time, not a whole lot of time. But today um, is Wednesday. So the events on Saturday, you can still go to teach. uh, What did I say it was? Teach uh, truthpledge.org and and sign up so all the materials are there the, the, tell what what do you find there what happens if you decide yes you want to try to host an action in your town yeah um, there is time still I'm glad that you said that because it's not very complicated to organize an event in your city and everybody who's listening should find out is there already an event in in your city or town and if so you can join that and if not start your own because we have a kit that will walk you through one easy as one two three right mm-hmm. um and give you all the resources you need we have social media images you can put up we have uh, press packets and frequently asked question sheets to help you understand how to organize you can print out uh teach truth signs and bring them um just find <clears throat> a location in your community that has important history that you don't want lost by the passing of one of these bills and ask people to join you on social media at that site. And however many people show up, take photos there with uh, signs that say, teach the truth and and spread the word. And, And it starts with you and then it'll spread and the next year's event will be bigger. And, uh, I'm excited to, to find out who heard this (laughs) podcast and, and took action. Definitely. Uh, I hope some people do, because frankly, I'm looking at um, here. There's the map, but there's also you can click and there's a list of event locations. So I'm going to look and see what's around here. I know I already did this, so I know. So I'm scrolling down Florida. Um, Fort Lauderdale, the Stonewall National Museum is having an event at 12 noon on Saturday. Donuts and Conversation hosted by the Stonewall National Museum archives and library um so that's happening there's something in miami at the torch of friendship from 4 to 6 p.m and there's not much else rosewood rosewood historical marker about the rosewood massacre i didn't even know there was such a thing but that's happening um and i guess this must be near the university of florida because it says hosted by free uf and then there's something in St. Augustine. There's a lot of state there that's not already being served. So 
Come on, people. And, and you've got every state listed here. So some states have nothing planned. And it could be as simple as taking a table out, printing out some of the materials that you offer for free right here on the website and having and just talking to people as they walk by. It could be that small or as big as you want to make it. It's just about getting the message out. It's talking to people and letting them know that there are alternatives to being taken over by a new form of fascism. Oh, absolutely. And everybody has a role to play. And it makes a big difference when there are more sites pop up on the map and shows the reach of our movement, because then the media cannot make their false claims that this, quote, parents' rights movement is uh, is really driving um, American opinion. And it's just outrageous to me that they get away with that because it, it's so clearly uh, – cribbing from the the kind of states rights arguments that they used to to advocate for first slavery and then Jim Crow mm-hmm. you know they used the euphemism of states rights to push a racist agenda and they're doing the same thing with this quote parents rights uh phrase which quite clearly doesn't include black parents who want to expand the discussion of racism in the public schools Uh, as we see racial inequality grow and racial violence grow in our society. And so we need to reject that and come together across racial lines in communities all over the country to defend teaching the truth about what's occurred in our nation's history. Right. And, and, you know, people are starting to stand up. I got to say news today, the Southern poverty law center has for the first time designated moms for Liberty as a hate group. Moms for Liberty is the group of parents um, who are taking their ignorance to get books pulled from the shelves here, not only in Florida, but around the country. Um, And Florida was in the news recently because in a small county, Hernando County, a member of the school board, um, Ms. Rodriguez, uh, objected to a movie. This wasn't even a book. It was a it was a Disney film that was shown in a fifth grade classroom that had in the two hour movie had a two minute scene that featured a gay character. And there was nothing sexual about it. It was like the kid had a crush on somebody. It was innocence. There was nothing wrong with it. But this parent who happens to sit on the school board objected. And now the teacher um, it could be fired, but that's okay because she's already resigned effective the end of the school year because she can't teach under these circumstances anymore. We're losing oh. good teachers um, because this madness is taking over. As a parent of somebody who went through public schools here in Florida, parents have rights. You have to get involved and 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 participate. It doesn't mean you can tell the educated teachers who understand how education works, what's appropriate for their kids. They went to school for that. But if you get involved and maybe read the books, maybe you'll learn something too. Um, so people are, are fighting back. We need more. We need more yeah. to stand up. Parents are involved in their kids' educations if they choose to be. But fighting back and telling a school to remove a book from their library is not parents being involved. It's fascism. We, as a teacher, I I welcome parent involvement. It is wonderful when you can build relationships with the parents. 
and and learn from their histories and bring their stories into the classroom and get support from them uh when that when that relationship is built on a respect of all the students who are in the classroom it is so powerful but if you have a parent that doesn't respect the identity of an lgbtq plus student well then that's not a basis for building an educational relationship to support all students and when disney movies are too radical you know this country has a serious problem and you're right that this attack on teachers is driving them out of the profession yep i i just talked to a teacher in iowa named greg and greg was teaching from the young adult version books of stamped and it's an important book that talks about the history of racist ideas uh in the in the country and and does a great job breaking it down for young people and he began being attacked by legislators in the state publicly named and and shamed for teaching the truth about how racist ideas developed and so he requested a meeting with his superintendent and it took months but eventually he got a meeting with his superintendent and it is recorded and available for all to watch wow and i encourage people to see it because he asked the superintendent a, a very important question he said uh can I teach that slavery is wrong, right? He wanted to know if the school district would back him up if he taught that slavery was wrong. Yeah. The answer that she provided is simply breathtaking. It is incredible to hear the head of a school district be empowered by this far-right propaganda around attacking critical race theory. And she clearly states that no he cannot teach that slavery is wrong because that's an opinion <gasps> and when teaching that slavery is wrong uh is, is banned from our country we know what the anti-crt movement is really about this attack on anti-racist education in state after state has educators fearing for their jobs if they teach the truth of what happened to enslaved people. Oh my, where is this? What, what is this video that we can watch? I, I need to go find this. Yeah. Uh, it's a really incredible story of a uh, educator named Greg Wickenkamp uh, who taught in Iowa and you can Google his name okay. uh, and, um, and slavery and you will, find this breathtaking story and you know what he because of the public attacks that he was facing and then the school district's refusal to support him teaching that slavery was wrong his mental health suffered he he then left uh, on leave and he he left the classroom altogether wow. right wow. and this is happening to scores of educators all across the country who simply want to give an accurate account uh, of our history and are being attacked and driven out of the profession for it. Yeah, it, it is. It's happening everywhere. You know, I mentioned the Hernando County School Board in a moment. I'm, I'm play. I won't make you sit through it. But a statement at the school board meeting from a teacher. You know what? It's only a minute and a half. Let me play this for you, because it's if, if this is the oh. right tape. I may have to edit this out. If this is the right tape, it's pretty 
powerful. I'm here to speak on agenda item 231437, approval of personnel recommendations. I was recognized by this county as the district teacher of the year this year, an honor that I am incredibly grateful for. I attended school here in this county since the fourth grade, and I served on that board as a senior in high school. I have never seen such fear from my colleagues as I have seen in the last two months. There are 33 instructional resignations for approval tonight, double the amount at this time last year. Fernando County, and I know a little for a county fact that number Florida. will only increase as the summer progresses. These numbers stem not from site-based leaders, not from classroom management issues. These numbers stem from teachers leaving the county, the state, or the profession altogether because of the culture that has been created in this district by certain members of the school board and members of this community. We couldn't recognize student achievements here tonight because of the political climate we're currently in. We have over 100 vacancies right now and more to come. Wow. I'd be lying if I didn't say that it was a nightly conversation with my husband about leaving my position. But I stay, and I'll continue to stay. I have a son, and I will have another soon, and they both are my reason to be here tonight. I want my boys to have the same educational care that I had in this county, and that cannot happen if we drive out all of our wonderful teachers. I have former students that are now teachers in our county that happen to be here tonight. I have current students that want to come back here to teach. I had a school board member walking into campuses to report teachers to the DOE without so much as a conversation is not a great recruiting ta tactic. You know, I, I thought it was a different video. I mean, that one was worthy of hearing anyway. But there was one where a teacher said, I am not, you, you, I'm, I'm accused of trying to teach your children to be gay. I'm a math teacher. I'm trying to get your kid to do their homework. I don't have time to teach your kid to be gay, even if I wanted to. I mean, it was just so honest and heart-wrenching. This is what teachers are up against. And it's, it's terrible because we're driving them out of the profession. I can't imagine anybody, anybody graduating with a degree in education wanting to come to Florida to teach. Mm. Right? Yeah, the, the political climate is just suffocating, and it, it is so reminiscent of the McCarthy era. We are rapidly descending into a time that resembles the Red Scare era, where all you had to do was accuse someone of being a communist, yeah. and they were put on a blacklist, fired from their job. Thousands of teachers across the country were fired, uh, and then it overlapped with the Lavender Scare, where uh, you all you had to do was accuse someone of being LGBTQ plus and they were fired. And, you know, they're bringing back the lavender scare. And then uh, it's overlapping with this yep. anti CRT scare. And we are quickly creating a society with the, the paranoia and the fear mongering that that existed during the McCarthy era. And it's time for an uprising of people to say enough. We want to build a caring, loving education system that nurtures all of our precious young people and honors their history and lets them see their own identities reflected in the curriculum. Most and, definitely. And this fear mongering. So, so go on Saturday, put together a teach truth day of action near you. If there isn't one, it could be as simple as two people behind a table, just talking to, to passersby because we need to be talking about this stuff. Again, you can go to zinedproject.org or go to the, um, teeth, teach 
truthpledge.org uh, website, and you can get all the information there. And, um, and everything is there for you. It, it sort of makes it really, really easy. And, and just, you know, this is an all hands on deck time. This is our kid. These are our, this is our future that, um, they're messing with and it's not okay. Um, Jesse Hagopian, before I let you go, um, when we were trying to arrange a time to do this interview, you explained something that you did this weekend, that you were doing this weekend. So you were out of town the first part of the week, but something really important that you did for with your family, with you, you did this with your dad. Yeah. Yeah. This was a life changing experience for me over the last five days. Uh, you know, my dad discovered a couple of years ago which plantation our family had been enslaved on in Morgantown, Mississippi. And because of COVID uh, and different surges, uh, we had to postpone it. And then my dad had a had a stroke oh. and then I got long COVID. Oh, and God. my brother has a fear of flying. And so he didn't think he would go, but you know, with all these laws sweeping the country, trying to cover over our nation's history and just this intense feeling of wanting to connect with our own story, uh, we all managed to get ourselves down to Morgantown, Mississippi, to the Lenoir Plantation. It was one of the largest slaveholding families there. And uh, Thomas Lenoir was the general for the Confederate Army of Mississippi who oh owned our family. And we went not knowing what we'd find or how we'd be received. We walked right up to the fence that surrounds the land where our ancestors used to live. And we were met by the man who owns that land and I got to be honest, we were nervous about how that interaction would go. I'll bet. But he uh, connected with our story. And I think he was moved by a family trying to find its roots and understand where we came from. And he invited us onto his land and he showed us the one tombstone (laughs) that still is left that marks the whole graveyard where our enslaved ancestors are buried and the tombstone no longer had the name of the person on it anymore. And all the other markers uh, were gone, but we knew that we were standing right there where our ancestors were buried. And you can, might can see my necklace. It's a, actually a little vial that we got dirt from the uh, area to carry with us everywhere to remind us of our ancestors. And we also were able to bring back a brick because he walked us into the forest and showed us where uh, the remnants of a kiln uh, existed that the enslaved people used to create the bricks that built the big house that the enslavers lived in. And there was still a couple of shards of brick that our ancestors had made uh, there that we were able to take with us. And we, we buried a box of our poems and songs and, and words uh, to honor our ancestors there at the gravesite and did a small ceremony to honor them. And that experience 
reaffirmed my promise to my ancestors that I will never lie to my students about the fact that my family was enslaved on plantations in Mississippi and also in Louisiana, Mm. and that that history occurred and that it has a real impact on our country that lasts until this day. And that's a promise that I intend to keep to my ancestors. How powerful. That's amazing. I'm I'm really glad you got to do that. Um, The owner of this land now, is there any relation to the family that owned it back then or no? No, the the Lenoir family uh, vacated the area at some point and moved their plantations to Texas and and other areas. And so he was not related to uh, the people that owned our family. Uh, Yeah. Good. Well, that has has to make it a little easier for you, although I I would guess that there would probably be some kind of um, closure if you were to meet a a descendant of that family and, you know, perhaps an apology or something. Um, This is difficult history for, you know, for the white man who owned that land today to grapple with. For for us to grapple with, it's not easy to confront that this happened on the land that we were standing on. And it was a challenging conversation to have. It was vulnerable for us to share that we were here trying to connect with our ancestors. It was vulnerable for him to allow us on his land and acknowledge that this has happened where where he owned. But we all came out stronger and more knowledgeable uh, and I think more committed to truth through that experience. And and that's something I want to share with students, something I think I have a right to share with students. And and I think all students have a right to know their heritage and what, what happened in this country, not to shame anybody, but to move forward and create a more just society. Exactly. And to know our history, to ensure that we do better in the future. We learn from our mistakes so we don't repeat them. Um, and I, I love that you did this. And I, I hope, you know, I'm guessing there more and more as you know, information becomes more readily available to us that more people can experience this. But it won't happen if we have state governments saying, no, you know, this could upset some children. So we're going to pretend it didn't happen. No, that's not what you do in a free and open society. You teach history. It's 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 the most important thing you can do. Jesse Hagopian, you you're an amazing teacher. I know that just from having two conversations with you. I love that you want to share this with your students because it's that's how they leave, lead a, a good life going forward is is knowing what came before us. So Teach Truth Day of Action this Saturday, June 10th. Go to zinedproject.org or teachtruthpledge.org. We'll get you to that page on the website. All kinds of information there. Um, thank you for doing this. And and thank you for spread, and, and thank you for teaching our kids. Uh, you know, there's a song. I believe the children are the future. They are. But you got to teach them. There's a song about that, too. Oh, thank you so much for those kind words and for having me on the show again. And, and I wish all of your your listeners uh, good luck in, in joining our movement. Thanks so much, Jesse. Um, go get them on Saturday. And thank you. Will do. Take care. 
How cool is he, Jesse Hagopian? He's on Twitter, by the way, Jesse D. Hagopian, on the blog at NicoleSandler.com slash 6-7-23. This interview will be posted. I'll put all the links. But again, if you want to do something on Saturday, get involved with this Teach Truth Day of Action. There are a few things as important right now. So do it wherever you can. Um, It could be just setting up a table outside your local library and talking to people as they walk by. Uh, ZinEdProject.org will get you there as well. They are the, the group behind this action, but the NEA is involved in this. This is a, this is a all-hands-on-deck national day of action. So I wanted to make sure everybody knew it was happening this Saturday. So if you can, get involved. And big thanks to Jesse. Um, by the way, there is some breaking news, apparently. All day long, I've been hearing things. Mark Meadows testified, and he's pleading guilty for limited immunity to testify against Donald Trump. But here's my my warning. My caveat is it seems that the only major new news organization confirming this story is The Independent, a newspaper out of the U.K., I'm waiting for a U.S. Um, news organization to confirm the reports. By the evening news tonight, hopefully it will be. But it's looking like that could be it. And they're saying the grand jury could be voting on an indictment as soon as tomorrow. So stay tuned. Tomorrow's Thursday. Howie Klein will be here. And of course, if there is breaking news, we will cover it. Thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, Again, I'll have all the links and everything up on the blog at NicoleSandler.com. Thank you. We'll see you tomorrow. Be good. Take care of each other and teach the truth, please.